It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the MMA fanatic. We got Mean Gene in the house. You guys can follow him on Twitter as well at Mean Gene 22 And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Gene, here we go. UFC fight night this Saturday. We'll be at the Apex in Las Vegas. Looks like we got five fights on the main card. Now, the prelims don't look too bad. I see Jim Miller on there. I see Holzman on there. Uh, a couple notable fights. But we're going to cover the main card for this one. The big fight will be Marvin Vittori against Kevin Holland. You and I will chop up that one a little bit. But I kind of want to go rapid fire here, Gene, uh, with these fights. The first one on the card here is going to be Mike Perry. Interesting fighter. Certainly an interesting follow on Twitter. He's going to go up against Daniel Rodriguez. Right now, Rodriguez, he's going to be around minus 160. You can catch a decent price here with Mike Perry, uh, somewhere around plus 140. What are your thoughts on that one? How do you see that one go? Um, I'm not surprised by the line based on the controversy that's surrounding Mike Perry recently. You know, he's been accused of some domestic abuse. Um, there's been some domestic abuse allegations against him. Um, he's left a couple fight camps. He had his girlfriend as his lone coach in in his corner for a couple of his fights. And um, he's missed weight as well and subsequently lost um, in that, in that fight, in that fight. So there's just a lot of turmoil going, going on in his life, or there was, I should say. And he seems to have um, kind of matured over the past year. Um, now he has a son, his first kid. Um, and he speaks to that being the reason why he's, um, focus now, but you know, he's refocused on MMA. Um, he's back with a, with a, a legit camp. I forget the name of the camp. So I apologize for that, but he's actually with a legit camp. That's, um, actually known in the MMA circles. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's going to come into this fight, uh, um, a new fighter. Um, his resume is, is by far better than Daniel Rodriguez's. Um, he's fought the who's who and he's beaten some of the who's who as well. Um, I think he's just a better all-around fighter as well. Um, Daniel Rodriguez is um, pretty much a boxer. Um, he's got heavy hands, good one-two punch, um, legit knockout power, good kicks, and he likes to move forward. Um, he's not that good at uh, with his takedown defense. Um, he's not really good on the ground. And that's one thing that Mike Perry has started to implement in his last couple fights is he's starting to grapple a little bit more taking some of the guys down um even in his last fight that he lost against Tim Means he ended up getting Tim Means his back and almost submitted him um and one thing we do know about both of these fighters they're super tough so I wouldn't be surprised um if the fight um went the distance um but in saying that as well as like Daniel Rodriguez he has been rocked in in a couple of his fights recently um he ended up weathering through that and and getting the victory but still the same. He has been rocked. And Mike Perry has legit power that, that he could take out Daniel Rodriguez. So um, long story short, I'm siding with Perry here. It's actually one of my uh, official plays, one of my favorite bets of the night. I, I think it's just pure value. Uh, Mike Pe- Mike Perry at plus, um, plus money. Um, I just think he's the, the better well-rounded fighter. I think he's motivated. Um, and I think he's going to go out there and, and – and, and get the victory on on Saturday over uh, Daniel Rodriguez. I think one of the interesting things with Mike Perry and you and I could probably both agree on this that he's been, you know, a loose cannon, you know, for quite some time. Certainly, 
you know, outside of the ring, you know, he, he kind of self-destructs, but you know, the fact that, you know, he has a child and, you know, you know, having a kid myself, you know, you kind of wake up and, and a lot of responsibilities kind of, you know, become important. Life becomes important. It, you know, you become less important than they become, you know, pretty much, you know, your, your entire life. And, you know, for somebody like Mike Perry, who's had, you know, issues, you know, for him to, to go, I guess, straighten out his life and focus on, you know, something other than, you know, I don't want to say fighting, but just, you know, everything besides like his, his own life, um, that could be a really good thing for him because, you know, when is the last time we've seen a guy who was completely dialed in? I think the one concern is the fact that he missed weight and he was still clowning around a little bit about that. Um, you would think like a, like a, you know, dead set fighter ready to go ahead and, and, and change the narrative, you know, would have came in there, would have made weight. Um, that's my only real concern, but I do think that Perry probably comes in there, you know, with a different mindset, you know, and when you, when you have kids to feed and bills to pay and all that stuff like that, um, there becomes, I would say a little bit of a different type of hunger and a lot of these fighters, you know, and, and they're pretty vocal about that gene. And, and you see that, you know, with these, you know, after the interviews, you know, they want that, you know, fight of the night. They want that knockout of the night. You know, they, they mention a lot of times, you know, I got kids to take care of. I got a family to take care of. And, you know, they're they're going out there trying to, you know, fight their best to you know, go ahead and, and, and make the, you know, the winning paycheck and all that stuff like that, fight of the night and things like that. So maybe that'll go ahead and get Perry uh, a little bit more focused. We do have some women on the card here. Now, you helped me out with this one. You corrected me on this one. Nina Ansaroff. She's going to go up against Mackenzie Dern. Answer off. She's going to be minus 139 in this one. Dern, you can catch a little bit of a dog price, plus 115. And you had told me that Nina Answeroff actually married Amanda Nunes. So some of the people who are looking at this would be like, well, who's fighting Nina Answeroff or Nina Nunes? Turns out it's the same person. So who do you like in that fight? Yes. Yeah, so, and speaking on that, yeah, so she got married um, and then she she had a child. Um, so she's actually been out for um, close to two years. Um, she just had her child in September of, of 2020. So she's coming in on like six months, you know, since she had a child. So um, I'm I'm a little bit worried about that, to be honest with you. Um, she's going up against Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern, ironically, was in the same situation as Nina Nunez um, a couple years ago where she had her child. She had a quick turnaround got back in the octagon and she ended up getting her first loss, um, of her career. And, um, since then she's grown, um, she's, you know, before she was having weight issues, um, you know, pardon me, she was having issues making weight for her fights and maybe not taking it seriously. You know, the whole MMA thing, she's a, she's a decorated Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, um, highly decorated, I should say. Um, she's got several world titles, and she's known in that world. And she came over to MMA and had some success, but um, it was primarily with her Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She wasn't well-rounded. And I feel like after that loss, when she came back from from having her child and then the subsequent loss, I felt like that um, opened her eyes and she started to train um, more seriously and take her um, nutrition more seriously. And she's rattled off three wins in a row and she's looked really good and she's gotten better each time out and in particular her striking she got with Perillo um he's a known um um a boxing coach in MMA and he's really 
like honed her skills, um, her striking skills. And um, we've seen it, especially in her last fight. She looked really good. Um, she's always had power in her hands. And now she's um, starting to utilize head movement and um, combination. So that so that's nice to see. Uh, Nina Nunez is a striker. Um, she has really good leg kicks, really good um, movement on the feet. She likes to kind of stay on the outside and pick her opponents apart. And um, she is a rightful favorite. I, I totally understand why she's the favorite. But I think this is more based on the pre-pregnancy um, Nina Ansaroff. And... Uh, where she was right there at the top of the division before she she took a tough loss to um, Tatiana Suarez. So um, in, in this fight, I got Mackenzie Dern. Um, I just, again, this this goes back to the previous fight we just talked about with Mike Perry and Daniel Rodriguez. I feel like this is just great value on Mackenzie Dern. She's a younger fighter. Um, she's improving. She's dedicated, focused. She's with a good team. Um, whereas like Nina Nunez, I don't, I don't know what type of fighter is going to come in into the octagon on Saturday, you know, six months removed from having a kid. Um, she's 35 years old. Um, and she was on a nice run. Like I said, before she lost to Tatiana Suarez and then ended up having that little hiatus. And I just, I don't know if she's going to get back to that same fighter. She was, um, and when it comes to the fight styles, I just feel like Mackenzie Dern, um, she's stronger. She pushes forward. If she gets Nina Nunez up against the uh, the cage in the clinch and is able to get her to the ground, um, she's going to submit her, just period. Nina Nunez isn't the best on the ground. She does a good job of getting up and fighting um, for a better position off her back. But um, if she gets to the ground, I just feel like Mackenzie Dern will end up submitting her. And if she doesn't even get her to the ground, I think she, she's um, advanced enough now in the striking that she can hang with um, Nina Nunes on the feet. So my pick is Mackenzie Dern. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, plays, and uh, I just think it's great value. I think it's interesting when, you know, kind of women sport athletes have children versus, like, you know, the, the, the guy, you know, obviously, you know, having a child come into his life. I feel like both are motivated, but, you know, the women's body just takes so much more time to kind of recuperate and get back to, you know, that normal athletic type of thing. Like that's a massive change. I mean, you're, you're talking about carrying a child for nine months. Um, a lot of things change. Your body just changes completely. I think one of the good examples of that is somebody like, you know, Serena Williams, who, you know, before she, you know, ended up, you know, getting pregnant and then having a child ultimately, I mean, she was on top of the world. She's just crushing people left and right. And it seems like she's come back down to earth and she's slowly gotten better. So I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if, if, you know, Nina Nunes comes in here and looks a little rusty. I mean, as you had mentioned, she's been out of the ring for two years. You know, it might take a year before she feels like she's back to where, you know, her old self again, where everything in her life has kind of calmed down. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of emotion there. Um, I mean, that's just natural with, you know, women who go through pregnancy, their bodies change so much. So uh, I would be with you with this one. Um, I don't think you really have to talk me into this. You know, we talked about how Mike Perry might be motivated um, because of the child coming into his life. And I think, you know, it might work a little bit different here, you know, for Nina Nunez, the fact that she just had a child. Um, and I just I think it's more of just a women's body um, just takes more time to go ahead and and recuperate and get back to normal. So I'd be with you uh, with Mackenzie Dern in that one. Next fight, we got Julian Marquez. He's going to go up against Sam Alvey. This is an interesting one. I think if I was just going to knee-jerk reaction to this one, I would probably jump on 
Marquez. I looked at Alvi. I looked at his stats. Uh, he hasn't won at least in five fights. I think he had a draw uh, in his last fight. Marquez, he's going to be minus 200. Sam Alvi can get plus 160 on the other side if you like the dog. Curious who you like in this one, Gene, Marquez, or Alvi? Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. I like uh, Julian Marquez. But honestly, man, this line, I feel like the line should be a little bit closer. Um, I know Sam Alvi hasn't won in like five fights. His last one was a draw. Um, so he's he's desperately desperately looking for a win here. Um, but, you know, he's pretty tough on the feet. Um, he's definitely got power, um, nice hooks. Uh, Marquez is just, you know, for on the Marquez side, Marquez is, you know, just a grinder. The guy's – and he, he has – crazy cardio, um, crazy heart, you know, he's not going to give up. Um, he's going to fight for your money. So that's, you know, that's what I, I really like about him. I, and, you know, I bet on him against Patolo and he was down two rounds, like clearly down two rounds. Um, and then going into the third, he was losing the third and then he ends up pulling off a crazy submission to win the fight. It just, it, it just speaks to his heart. This guy does not give up. Um, and he's got big power on the feet likes to push forward. Um, I just, I think he'll overwhelm Sam, Sam Alvey, but um, yeah, Sam Alvey is like a slight, you know, live dog. I think I, I, I definitely like Marquez isn't, you know, a world beater at all. So I think Sam Alvey could catch him and, and knock him out. And if Sam Alvey wanted to get crazy, which, you know, he's primarily a stand-up fighter, but if he really wanted to get crazy and take Marquez down, he can easily take him down and, and dominate him on the ground because Marquez is just uh, he's just not good on the ground. So, you know, simple as that. Um, he's not. He, he's he's a fish out of water on the ground. Um, he's big enough to kind of stand up and try to get up. Um, it's hard to hold him down, but um, in the sense of once he's on the ground, um, if the guy if his opponent knows what he's doing on the ground, um, Marquez isn't going to get up. So um, that would be Sam Alvey's best path to victory, but. Um, I got Julian Marquez. I think he ends up uh, knocking um, Sam Alvey out and potentially even knocking him out of the UFC because um, I would put Sam Alvey at you know five losses and one draw in his last six fights. How about the next one here? We got Arnold Allen. He's going to go up against Sadiq Yusuf. Yusuf's going to be around minus 150. Uh, you can catch a dog price here with Allen at plus 125. I went through when I was looking at these two guys. I've seen these guys fight before, both strikers. And I was curious what the go-to-distance price was, and it was like minus 160 that it's going to go the distance. I Maybe I would go ahead and jump on, you know, maybe this one ends early. Uh, maybe play the no, not to go the distance. I think you can get like plus 130 on that. Uh, I particularly don't know either fighter well enough to go ahead and, and lay a price on that on either guy. But I just feel like maybe two strikers, maybe if I was going to go ahead and bet this one, Gene, um, that's what I would do. But I'd rather your kind of expertise on this one. Tell me what you think I should do in this one. So the fight in general, man, this this could easily be um, fight of the night. This could easily be the headliner if these guys have bigger names. Um, the diehards, you know, know these guys. Um, they're two of the UFC's top prospects um, in general, and and for sure the two top prospects in the in the featherweight uh, division. Um, they're both spectacular strikers. Arnold Allen. Um, is the underdog here, but he's a live underdog, um, to be honest with you. I mean, he's, he's good enough to beat Sadiq Youssef um, in this matchup. This is more of a fight for me that I just want to sit back and just enjoy. It, who who do I have in the fight? I got Sadiq Youssef. I'm not going to bet him. Um, I don't fault anyone 
who takes Arnold Allen as a dog, because I think, he's, like I said, he's a live dog. If he takes a Deke Youssef, I think that's a good bet too. I do think that he um, should end up getting his hand raised here, um, only because um, Arnold Allen, um, the competition that they both fought, I feel like Sadiq Youssef has been tested more, especially in his last fight against Andre Feely. Um, and I think Sadiq Youssef, the, the difference between he and Arnold Allen is the ground game. Um, Sadiq is, when he's on top, and he has vicious ground and pound. He's relentless. He was able to control Andre Feely, um, who's he's a pretty good uh, wrestler, um, a vet who's fought the who's who. Um, so Sadiq Youssef goes in there and, and, and controls him on the ground and, and um, landed some big shots on him. And I think um, in this matchup for Arnold Allen, um, he's going to want to stay on the outside and try to pick Sadiq Youssef apart. Um, but and use his movement. You know, he's a faster um, stand-up fighter, but um, he also has some wrestling acumens as well. And I think he's going to attempt to take Sadiq down. And Sadiq can be taken down, but Sadiq is so big. He's almost like a, a Derek Lewis um, or like a Naganu type of fighter when he's taken down. Like when he decides to stand up, he's just going to stand up. It doesn't matter how good you are um, on the ground. Um, he's just going to stand up and use his strength and power to, to get the uh, fight back up on the ground. But um, if they do end up in the clinch and they're grappling, Sadiq is strong enough to get Allen down on the ground himself. And I feel like that strength, he'll be able to control Allen a little bit and, la- and land some ground and pound. But, man, this really is a coin flip fight. Um, but like I, I said, I, I side with Sadiq Youssef here. Um, these two guys, it sucks to see them, you know, fight each other, man. These guys are two of the best. Like I said, in the division, it'd be nice to see them maybe meet in, in like a number one contender bout or maybe in a title fight. But, you know, this is the UFC and it's, you know, the best of the best have to fight each other eventually. And and these two guys are here we are, you know, Saturday night. These guys are going to throw down and see who who the better prospect is. So um, I th- I think this is the fight to watch personally. And uh, I got Sadiq Youssef. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that turns out to be fight of the night. Uh, it might actually even be better than you know, better than the, the main event, which is going to end up showcasing Marvin Vittori. And he's going to go up against Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, uh, he went up against Brunson last time. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit. And that gives me, you know, caution to put money on that guy. You know, Vittori's going to be a pretty big size favorite here, Gene. Around minus one or actually minus 335 uh, plus 260 here on Holland. I think the price is too big, um, you know, for the favorite here. Holland Kitchen 260 seems like there there might be some value there, but I don't think there's any way that I can take him after I watched what he did against Brunson. I mean, he's laying on the ground and he's just laughing and giggling, and it was like, well, dude, you got to do something. You have to try to get up. Like, even if you're going to take a shot or two, it's like, you know, you're going to end up winning this fight if you can keep it on the feet. And he was unable to go ahead and keep Brunson, you know, from taking him down, but it was more just a clowning around. It was, you know, five rounds of just, you know, yapping and talking and, you know, talking, trying to talk to Khabib outside the ring. And it was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, where is your focus? And he had mentioned, you know, in an interview that that he plans on coming in here and he's not going to talk and he's going to be a lot more focused. Well, you probably should have did that against somebody like Brunson um, and maybe you would have had a, a, at least a better result. But, I mean, he got whitewashed in the last fight. I mean, it was like he didn't even show up. It was like he was there more for comedy hour, um, you know, more than anything. So there's no way I would take Holland at plus 260, but I feel like that price might be actually based off of his last 
effort, which was rather pathetic. So uh, I'm not sure which way you're going to go in this one. I'm going to stay away from it. I will watch this one, obviously, because I want to see if Holland could be a different fighter. Like I, I understand how he wants to go into the fight and he wants to go in there calm. He wants to go in there um, comfortable and, and feeling like himself. And I get that. And maybe, maybe this is uh maybe he's going to take a different approach where maybe this completely throws him off his game plan. Maybe he comes in there really stiff and, 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 and being like, you know what, that's, that's the guy that I need to be, to be the best me. And I just need to, you know, avoid being taken down. So uh, I do worry about Holland getting taken down in this one. That's the way I feel. I'm going to stay away from this fight, though, Gene. You tell me who, you, who you're picking in this one, Vittori or Holland. Yeah, I, I'm going with Vittori here. Um, I, I do think he is the better overall fighter, uh, or par, pardon me, all-around fighter. But, yeah, man, this line is ridiculous, in, in my opinion. It's literally based off of the fight we just saw three weeks ago with Holland and, and Brunson, because if that fight didn't happen and this was a fresh matchup um, outside of the, outside of that fight, it'd be a coin flip as to who the, who the, um, the books would have as the favorite. You know, I could, it almost be to me, I think it would be like an Allen Sadiq Yusuf um, line, you know, where one of them's like a one fifteen, the other one's plus one twenty five, like um, some similar to that because, you know, Holland was writing, you know, writing that five fight win streak. And then he beats uh, Jacare in spectacular fashion. So he was, and he was on a lot of MMA websites um, and just in the media in general, he was, uh, he was fighter of the year last year. So, um, and then he comes into this year and he fights Brunson, just like you said, gets whitewashed. So um, it's crazy how one fight can just drastically change the odds like that. Um, and uh, yeah, Vittori's very good. Um, he's he's starting to fall in love with the striking a little bit more, and he's 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 pretty good as a striker now. Um, he's getting better. He has power in his hands, um, throws combinations. But where he really succeeds is 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 grappling and wrestling. The guy's strong, big for the division, um, and he kind of manhandles guys and, and gets them to the ground. And he's vicious on the ground, like he doesn't. You know, in that Brunson versus um, Holland fight, you saw Brunson just took him down, kind of just laid on him, pitter-patter shots, and just won the the uh, round. Um, that's not going to happen in this fight if Vittori gets Holland to the ground. Like, he's going to look to finish him. He's going to look to um, ground and pound him out. He's going to look to um, submit him. So, um, rightfully so, Vittori is the favorite. I do think he wins this fight. I think he's better all around. But... Kevin Holland has legit knockout power. And we saw that in his last fight, even though um, he was getting destroyed. Um, he rocked Brunson in the second round, I think it was. And if he wasn't goofing around, he would have finished them. Like Brunson had his leg all the way up in the air and he was just standing there and just kept punching Brunson instead of trying to get his base back and then start landing shots on, on Brunson and get him out of there. Like he was just kind of like, whatever, dude, hold my leg up in the air. I'm just going to keep punching in the face. Well, I mean, I know you got good balance, but, you know, you're facing a guy that's a good wrestler. At some point, he's going to get you down. He got him down, just control him for the rest of the round. So um, in this fight, um, you know, he's going to have the opportunities, man. It's a five-round fight. He's, five times he's going to be on the feet. And if Vittori falls in love with his striking, as he kind of has been recently, um, he's got to be careful because Holland can easily land that one-punch knockout um, and hurt him. So, and and like you said, um, 
he's saying he's, um, Holland's saying he's coming into this. He's not going to be messing around, goofing around. So, you know, you're, you're dealing with a more serious fighter here. Um, and Vittori's just got to be careful, man, because um, if he ends up, um, you know, being too cocky and, and kind of being like Kevin Holland was with uh, Brunson, where he feels like he, he won the fight before they even get into the octagon, um, he's going to get knocked out. He's going to wake up looking at, at, at the lights. So um, I got Marvin Vittori here. I think he's going to end up getting Holland to the ground and finishing him on the ground, whether it's ground and pound or a submission. But um, I I caution anyone laying that that big price. I'm not going to lay. I'm not going to touch this fight. Um, so if if, if you want to if you want to take that shot on the dog on Kevin Holland, go ahead and do it. I'm not going to do it, especially after the performance that he had, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And that's the other thing too. Quickly, I'll just say like Holland's coming in on six days notice or whatever it is. Like he wasn't even ready for a fight. I'm sure he had that loss was eating good and you know he had and he had said after the the loss of Brunson he wanted to drop down to 170 as well um so I don't know where his mind was um um you know heading into this fight you know so um yeah man I just just be careful is all I would say if you're gonna bet this fight but um I'm gonna stay away but the pick is Vittori I wouldn't be shocked if Holland comes out there after the last effort he goes five rounds ground and pounded ended up on the ground joking around i wouldn't be shocked if he comes out there guns blazing trying to close the you know just trying to close the show early because i have a feeling if you know vittori all he has to do is go back and just say this is really all i might need to do with this guy is just get his legs and and take him down and he's not going to fight back um you know i could ride this guy to an easy decision and not not take any punishment and and you know win and collect a check so I just wonder what the you know what what the mindset of Holland's going to be. My gut feeling says he's going to come out there and 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 as you had mentioned, you know before you know before Brunson caught Holland's foot and where where he was punching away, like Holland did have control of that fight. Like he he could have easily won that fight, and then everything changed really from from that point on. I just have a gut feeling Holland comes out here guns blazing, and if he doesn't connect, you know he's going to end up on the ground again. The one thing that was most concerning about Holland in that Brunson fight was when I think it was the third going into the fourth or the fourth going into the fifth round. But I'm pretty sure it was the third going into the fourth. And he had said to his corner as he's walking up, he's like, Hey, it's okay, I know I'm losing. Some some to the to some to the fact of, you know, I'm okay with losing right now as long as I'm having fun. And like that really blew me away. I could not believe that he would say something like that or any fighter would say that like, man, dude, you know, you only want half of your paycheck. You know, these guys, you know, they get paid to show and then they get extra money if they win. And, and, you know, you've won five in a row. You're at, you're, you're moving up the, the middleweight divisions ladder. Um, you know, you're getting a lot of hype, you know, you're on the Rogan show or Rogan podcast. Like, man, like a lot of things have fallen into your lap as a result of your, hard work and success inside the cage and like to go through this one tough time where I've seen him been he's been taken down in the past too and he's able to like fight through it Jacare Darren Stewart he was able to fight through it and end up getting the victory so it was just it was really concerning it was just weird I should say and then now after the loss um it's concerning that he said that to his corner I just I, I, that blew me away I couldn't believe a fighter of his caliber would even accept 
losing like that and just writing off as like, hey, as long as I'm having fun. And um, that really bothered me. And so now going into this fight where he's going up against a guy that not only can easily take him down and control him, but man, like this dude can do some serious damage to him. So I just wonder um, if he does get taken down, you know, has he already quit? It's it's like you hear sometimes, um, you know, fighters that quit in the stool or um, almost like the Conor McGregor um, effect. You hear this around him now. Um, Nate Diaz got him down. He quickly just gave up his back and got submitted. And then he did the same thing against Khabib. It's like sometimes you get these fighters that like they're okay with quitting. And like once they quit that first time, in their mind, it's acceptable to quit moving forward. And and it's acceptable to, to look for a way out. And I wonder if like, man, Brunson, is this who Brunson is ultimately as a fighter? Like, yeah, 5-0, and oh, spectacular knockouts, funny guy, personable. But like, man, deep down inside, if he has to, you know, wade through some tough waters, is he going to, is he going to drown? Is he going to quit? You know? And so um, this is the perfect matchup to see who Kevin Holland is, in my opinion, um, after a loss, after the type of loss he had against Brunson, I'm really interested to just see what, what he does. I know it's only six days notice. So he'll, he'll kind of have an excuse if he loses the fight because he only had six days to prepare. But, um, I do feel like, man, this is kind of like, you got to show me some here, kid, because, um, you, you quit in that Brunson fight, like just point blank period, you, you quit. And so you're going up against a guy that's even more vicious on the ground, more dangerous. And if you get in the same position, are you going to quit again? So um, that that's what I'm interested in. I felt like, I don't know if you agree here, but like for me, I felt like Holland was doing the best he could to kind of talk Brunson out of, you know, putting any serious damage on him. He was like joking around. He's like, oh, you got me again, bro. Oh, yeah, you got me. He's like, oh, you're a good fighter, da, 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 da. And, you know, we've all been in that situation where we tried to, like, you know, smooth talk our way out of, out of you know, any particular situation. But it felt to me like Holland was trying to talk himself out of the situation. Like, damn, he got me on the ground again. He could sit here and light me up. Maybe if I'm cool with him, maybe he'll just, you know, go ahead and, and just lay on top and take control. And that's enough to go ahead and, uh, you know, get him to win and, and get me out of here without getting my rear end kicked. That's kind of the way that I felt that Holland, you know, went about it. I could see that. I, I could definitely see that for sure. I mean, like you said, we, we've all done that in our lives where, you know, you, you're trying to, you know, talk yourself out of a situation, sugarcoat some things just so um, you're not getting the worst of it. So, yeah, I, I definitely could see that. Um, but in my opinion, um, I think he just I think he quit. That That's what I think, um, especially what he said to this to his corner. So. But again, you know, hey, it's one fight, it's one loss, um, it's MMA, it's not boxing, you know, you don't have to go undefeated um, to be great, and it's kind of expected that you're going to lose some fights, so um, let's just see how he bounces back um, against a, a tough opponent, and, and, and against a guy that, like, man, if he beats Holland, uh, Vittori, he might have he might have the rightful claim as, uh, you know, the next opponent for Israel Adesanya, so um, regardless of who you're picking in this fight, um, at least, you know, like, man, this, this fight is meaningful one way, one way or the other. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, Gene. Well, that was a pretty good breakdown there through all those fights. We'll, uh, obviously, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll try to get you guys in the loop for UFC fight night when Whitaker fights Gassam. And then certainly we'll do, you know, UFC 261 with Usman and Masvidal. That, that's going to be, that's going to be a pretty, pretty good card. I, I, I think that's, I think that's going to be an interesting one. 
Uh, I'm already looking to go ahead and fade Anthony Smith. I don't know what you think about that, but we'll get into that fight uh, when the time comes. With that said, you guys can find us on Twitter. You can get me at SleepyG underscore pregame. You guys can get Mean Gene. And you guys can find Mean Gene at Mean Gene 0022. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on Saturday for the UFC event. Enjoy the fights.